You're listening to Locked in Shed Bite Size. I'm Richard Barber, and these mini-podcasts are aimed at helping coaches and their performers to develop. A primary role for coaches is for us to help our performers to improve. But to improve what? Well, for performers to improve, they need to develop their skill. But what is skill? With chunks from episode 9 of the podcast series, here's John Shedden talking with me about how skill can be evaluated and some implications for coaching. Take it away, John. That's a conversation all in itself about what is correct. What, what's the difference between what you're doing and what you intended to do? And whether what you intended to do was to perform a particular technical maneuver in a, in a particular technical way, or whether what you intended to do was to solve a task which you'd set yourself. And of course, this allows us then to classify skill as either measured or judged. Hmm. And ski racers quite clearly deploy their skill in order to solve a task which is measured by a stopwatch. And they're not necessarily concerned with the technical elements of the performance whilst they're in the competition. But when they're not in the competition and they're in training, they may very well consider that the skill that they have to develop is technical in its nature, that the the perceptions and their emotions are able to supply them with the information they need to produce a technically sound performance, but the technical elements need to be refined. So for coaches to see skill as being either task-orientated, which is measured, or technique-orientated, which is judged, it depends then on the conversations they have with the performers. Because lots of people will say, I made a mistake. And the coach might say, but did you solve the task? If you solved the task, you didn't make a mistake. You corrected en route and achieved the objective. But if, when you were skiing down, it wasn't a task you were trying to solve, but a technique you were trying to perform so that it could be judged to be sound or non-sound, then if you make a mistake in the technical performance, then that is a mistake which needs to be corrected, an error which needs to be adjusted so that the difference between intention and error is narrowed and narrowed and narrowed. I was just going to give a Michaela Schiffer an example of that video that we've shared before where Michaela's coming back from injury, working on technique under the guidance of coaches and self-checking and getting feedback on her technique. Yes, the postural elements and the quality of the technique when it isn't, to use your word, being stress tested. It's just being checked and refined and strengthened. And the more often technically sound movements can be practiced then the stronger the learning is and the more likely it is to stand up under stress when the external demands change 
And that's something I've experienced when running coach education. Say we're doing the entry-level instructor awards in the coach award scheme. We get ski racers, either recently retired or current ski racers. You can see quite a difference in the the skill range of those skiers in terms of their adaptability. Often you can tell the ones that will do a lot of preparing to race type training because they can come down and carve down the hill at slow speeds or faster speeds and so on. But you go into some of the activities they're going to be teaching their beginners, the plowing activities, and they find that very, very challenging. And they say, I haven't done this for years. To which my question is, hmm, that's interesting. Why is that? You introduced another element to the role of the coach there because coaches who work with performers are advised to start early. (laughs) And the, the performers who want to be high performers are advised to start young. And so very often coaches who work with performers work with youngsters, children or teenagers, and they are often overseen by parents because the parents bring them to the session and take them away from the session. And so sometimes coaches perform to satisfy the parents as much as they work to satisfy the learner. And this is another reason why coach education is so important to help coaches to understand how to get really good results from their performers without shaping the sessions to the parents. Uh, I've had a number of performance coaches have said to me, the parents expect that our kids spend all their time going through poles, skiing down slalom courses. Whereas I suspect that what they should be doing is stepping outside of the poles and working on some technical elements which will strengthen their ability when they go back in the poles. And if, if that coach and coaches like that coach have a, an awareness of a whole part, whole model of development whereby the performer attempts the task as a whole and then looks at parts of it and strengthens parts of it but puts those parts back into the whole the completeness of the whole expands and is strengthened and the more the coach knows about that process the easier it is to explain to the parents tonight we're doing this for these reasons and that takes us back to planning a program because if the performer has been profiled if the coach and performer have worked out what the strengths and weaknesses are of the performer and which bits of their performance need to be developed in the medium to long term, those development projects can be put into a plan and the plan can be shared with the parents. So the parents can see, ah, in this phase of the year, what they're doing is the Michaela Schifrin recovery, rebuilding foundations, strengthening core elements of technical performance, core elements of perceptual processes, core elements of emotional control. And then later in the year, they are applied to preparing for competition. And then finally, 
there is the competitive phase. So it's possible to divide a year up into three or four sections. The foundation phase, the preparing for the competition phase, or the high performance phase, if, if they're not competitors, but if we apply the same process to uh, recreational skiers, it's still appropriate in the first phase of the year to be preparing and revisiting foundations and then preparing for higher performance. And then finally, in the third phase, either going into competitions or going on your holiday and doing what you intended to do and hope to do down the mountain sides that you want to ski on as the end product. So next time you're preparing to coach, why not consider whether you're going to be measuring or judging the skill? Which format provides your performers with the most effective outcomes for that session? To hear the full recording, tune into episode 9 of the Locked in Shed podcast. This has been Locked in Shed Bite Size. Until next time, stay safe, look after yourself, and bye-bye for now. Thank you.